0: Welcome to Heavily Meditated, a podcast celebrating human potential. Meditations, interviews, tools, trainings, and more designed to take you higher. Let's raise the collective consciousness together. So before I tell you about how I escaped a straitjacket and a padded cell, I wanted to share a quick story with you to explain who I am, where I've come from, and what I've done to free my own mind, and how I can help you do the same. So my goal is to give you the tools you need to break the cycle of living the life you're handed and instead live the life you design. No more living by default. It's time to live your dream life and I can show you how. So pull up a seat, grab your popcorn and enjoy the show. So I spent the first 35 years of my life living by default. I always felt, you know, unhappy following the path that was laid out before me by my family, friends, teachers, but I had no idea what else there was. I didn't know what else there was, but knew I didn't like what I had. It was an unpleasant feeling, and you know, it was a feeling of desperation and hopelessness. I was feeling the calling from the universe to live the life of my dreams, but I didn't know how to find the damn phone to answer the call. While I had you know, tons of fun times and the love and support of an amazing woman, I still felt restless and unsatisfied with the direction my life was headed. I had worked for years at jobs I didn't truly enjoy, some I even hated, um, just so I could afford the life I thought I wanted. I had a nice home, a nice car, great wife, cool dog. Why was I so unhappy? Wasn't it normal to hate your job? Hardly anyone I met loved their job. In fact, most of the people I met said they hated it and we talked about it. We all just made it work so we could make the money. Why was I so weird that I couldn't just do my shitty work, get my paycheck like everybody else? Who did I think I was to want more? Why was I so sensitive that I couldn't just suck it up and get the work done so I could provide for my family? All those questions weighed pretty heavily on me. Every day I woke up exhausted to an alarm and either rode my bike or drove 15 miles to work to a job that I hated. So that meant that I was waking up roughly around 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning, getting on my bike, riding in the dark 15 miles to get to the job that I didn't even want to be at. All day I struggled to breathe and you know, I felt panic and a tightness in my chest wondering if I could manage to waste another 10 hours a day sitting at a desk doing something that brought me absolutely no joy so I could get a paycheck that never seemed like it was enough to make up for the suffering and time spent away from my being happy with my family. After many years and several similar jobs and uh, having similar feelings, The pressure seemed to just build to an unbearable level. I started to have frequent panic attacks, more and more severe bouts of depression, anger, and violent outbursts. The stress of being at a job all the time that I didn't like and doing something that I didn't like on a consistent basis and considering the fact that I was at work for more time than I was ever at home. Uh, You know, when you factor in the fact that there was close to an hour, sometimes an hour and a half of commuting to work, plus a nine hour, 10 hour day at work, and then another hour, two hours to get home. And between the time that I spent asleep and the time that I spent at work, I only had between three, four, maybe five hours a day uh, to actually spend doing anything that I love and with the people I loved. So that was leading to a lot of frustration that had me, you know, yelling, screaming at people, getting in arguments all the time, sometimes punching holes in walls and stuff. I mean, I was just full of anger all the time and I had no control over my emotions. I was at the mercy of my mind it constantly seemed like the world was out to get me. People constantly cut me off in traffic and pissed me off. People constantly took forever in lines at the coffee shop, ATM, the bank, whatever. There always seemed to be more traffic when I was late, which, of course, may be even later. And when I desperately needed a nice, slow, easy day, the shit would hit the fan and I'd spend the entire day stressed and even under more pressure. The only way that I could kind of stay awake at work and keep motivated to keep going was by pounding back espresso shots. I was having... Like a quad shot Americano first thing in the morning uh, before I even took off for work. And then I literally had an espresso maker at my desk and would make between three and four really strong coffees throughout the day. So after spending an entire day sitting at a desk, amped up on caffeine, trying to stay motivated to do the work, when I got home, my adrenals were fried and the only way that I could get to sleep was to have a drink. And after three or four months straight of that cycle of little sleep espresso all day and then booze at night i just finally cracked i had a full-on breakdown and after very nearly committing suicide i came really close to putting on a straight jacket attaching electrodes to my head for ect and living in a padded room i mean no exaggeration um so after that happened i uh, went through a year of, you know, intensive therapy as well as getting on medication, and I was taking high doses of multiple medications of all kinds, Um, and there seemed to be no hope for me. Uh, They were saying that I had what was termed medication-resistant, atypical bipolar 2 disorder. Basically a way of saying that there was nothing they could do and I wasn't getting any better. And they said really that i was at the point where nothing had helped and one of the only things that they could recommend at this point was doing electroconvulsive therapy ect Um, and then the other uh, part of was they recommended possibly being institutionalized so putting myself into a facility where they could monitor me probably put me on high doses of medication either through pills or intravenously and monitor me constantly to protect myself from me (laughs) um And, you know, my thought was, seriously, that's the best you've got for me. I mean, there had to be a better way, right? So in through the door walked yoga and a little man named Eckhart Tolle. That little dude tore my shit apart and helped me put back the pieces into a much better order. You know, with his help and a newfound dedication to a consistent yoga practice, and most importantly, the help of my wife and all her amazing desire to help me, I got better like way better, living the life of my dreams better, hopping out of bed with a smile on my face ready to rock out the freaking day kind of better, traveling the world and loving life better. How? The power of now. The book and the actual time and place of now. I'm not going to lie and say it was easy to hear what Eckhart Tolle and my guru of a wife were saying at first. In fact, it was really freaking hard. Their words of be present seem really simple and way too easy to be able to make a difference to me at first. How can something that simple be the answer to anything as serious as life and death, right? But oh man, how powerful they can be when you start to really dig into the meaning behind those simple words and live your life based on their meaning. I was never present before all this happened. I never took time to sit down in silence, to breathe and simply be. I never spent time alone concentrating on my breath and my movement through yoga postures to find a deeper sense of what it was like to be. I was always living in the past or thinking of the future. I was always playing tracks of a record over and over in my head about what had happened or what I thought might happen. I was never present or here. I realized that waking up Every day in playing the broken record in my head about how much I hated my job, my family story, my past trauma, etc., it wasn't helping me now. Living in the past and telling everyone my old story wasn't making me happier or better now. Constantly blaming past occurrences for the present pain I was in wasn't helping me now. So how did I change all that? Well, I started a consistent daily yoga practice. I know yoga means a lot of different things and can take on a lot of different forms. And if you have any preconceived notions of what yoga is, just do your best to let go of anything that you might be thinking about it and be open to trying it out for yourself. The basic premise is that you make efforts every day to be mindful. That means becoming aware of the thoughts you have and how they affect your life. For me, yoga was a practice of concentrating on my breath so I could slow down enough to listen to and witness the thoughts I was having. And when I did that, I began to see patterns. I noticed that there were you know a few distinct group of thoughts that played over and over. They all centered around past programming I had received that told, told me that life was hard. Money's evil and that people that have money are just not like us. They're different. They're special. And the thoughts also centered around feelings of separateness. You know, being an outcast or different from everybody else or my story of being the baby of the family. So I'm always the young one. I don't have a say in anything. I'm always just kind of going along and being told what to do. And then I always saw any sort of failed attempts as a huge defeat and a sign of weakness. And I always had feelings of just not being enough. So all those thoughts played over and over like a broken record and affected every one of my decisions and actions. Once I was able to identify them through consistent meditation and being mindful of the thoughts in my mind, I was able to start breaking the patterns and form new ones that served me much better. And then secondly, I cut out all unnatural, addictive, mind altering substances for over a year. That meant no alcohol, no caffeine, no processed sugars, no drugs of any kind. I've always gone you know, back and forth in my life with my use of different substances and unhealthy foods and drinks. Growing up in a household full of junk foods, sodas, alcohol, weed, over-the-counter prescription medications for every possible ailment, it was just a natural way of life for me. I didn't really think about it that much. I consumed whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, without really much thought to how it affected my body or mine. If I wanted a candy bar or a beer, or maybe both, I followed the desire without any real thought as to how it would affect me. And once I began to pay close attention to what I put in my body, I started to see real distinct patterns in the way certain things affected me. And by slowly replacing things in my diet with more nurturing, more healthy choices, I started to feel a lot clearer and way more balanced. By cutting out processed sugars, I was able to end the cycle of like the soar and crash from sweet cravings and withdrawals. My energy stayed more consistent and I got rid of the huge spikes in energy that would lead to agitation, uneasiness, sometimes major irritability. I was able to stop the huge drops in blood sugar that left me tired and depressed by removing alcohol I was you know also enhancing my mood stabilization by removing both the sugars that are in alcohol as well as the mind altering effects that resulted in mood swings from the dopamine spikes and crashes and I was also able to regulate my thoughts without the haziness that came from alcohol use that meant Fewer, less than optimal choices being made as the result of lowered inhibition and my ability to reason. And that applied to all drugs I removed from my life during that time. By maintaining a clear mind and healthy body, my mood my energy stayed more consistent and stable and thereby controllable. That piece is crucial when you suffer from severe mood swings. Lastly, I stopped taking all the prescribed medications for my diagnosed condition of atypical bipolar 2 disorder. That meant no antidepressants, no mood stabilizers, no antipsychotics, no anticonvulsants, no benzos like Xanax or Valium. And before this, I was on fairly high doses of at least three or four medications at one time and and been prescribed and taken upwards of a dozen or so different medications um, and combinations of medications over that period of a year. And while I can't tell you or anyone whether or not medications can help or hurt you, I can say with 100% certainty that they definitely did not help me and were actually absolutely wrong for me. I had every atypical side effect in the book and plenty the doctors told me they had never heard of before. Of course, when I did even just a little bit of research, I found that all these atypical side effects that I was having were actually very typical and very common and all the things I was telling the doctors they were saying that they had never heard before, I was finding more and more people had said they had the exact same reaction. But The bottom line was I was getting worse and worse the more medications I took and I began to get much better as soon as I wean myself off them. Again, I can't say whether that approach is right for you, but when the list of medication side effects is greater than the effects of the condition, just how effective can a chemical substance truly be to make you feel better? Especially when you know that in order for any medication, any drug that you take to be effective your brain has to have the receptors in order to receive the medication and thereby have an effect which means that your body has to be able to create the exact substance that you're ingesting itself in order for any sort of external drug to actually be effective that means you have the ability to make the same effect in your mind and your body that the drugs do if they're even working the problem is most of those drugs have a lot of other things in them that are doing something totally different than what they're intended to Thus, the name side effects. And the deal is, you can either deal with the root cause of your current troubles, you know, through doing some mindful practices, doing some hard work on yourself, or you can take drugs to try and mask it. Because it's not curing it, it's just controlling it, masking it, making it okay. But you can either do the work or you can take the drugs to mask them until those feelings and the problem becomes too big for the drugs to hide you got to think of your thoughts as a wild animal that's growing every day. So if you spend dedicated time every day nurturing a relationship with that animal, you can learn to coexist and find a mutual respect for one another. That means you become the alpha. You're controlling the thoughts in your mind, or aka the wild animal of your brain. But you're not doing it through force. You're not doing it through suffering and pain but instead you're doing in a very mutual and loving way so that you develop that respect with each other. But if you lock that wild animal away and you feed it bad food, feed it bad drugs, don't take care of it, ignore it, and just keep trying to mask it and put it away, it's going to eventually attack you. And depending on the size and ferocity of your particular animal, You might get a nasty little cut or a bite that you can learn and heal from. Or you might get seriously mauled. So look at all your current problems in the face. Get to know and understand them. Understand where they come from. Then spend every day addressing them in a healthy, informed way. The problems will get less in number, size, intensity, and ferocity. So I hope this quick story can help you in some way. You know, as always, this is meant to offer a glimpse into what it's like to master your mind and become the creator of your destiny. This is the beginning. You have the power and ability to write your own story. And when you write your own story, make yourself an amazing lead character that wins the battle, gets the girl, grows as a human being, and becomes someone future generations can thank for creating amazing change in the world. So if you're currently in a job that doesn't light your soul on fire and want to break free and create the life of your dreams or if you're a CEO of your own company but still know that you're capable of more purpose, passion, and joy, then learning how to use the power of your mind to achieve anything you want is the key. And these podcast episodes are your introduction to what's possible. If you want to learn more then stick around for the outro and listen to how you can take a much more in-depth approach to unlocking the power of your mind with us we have dedicated the last 14 years studying and understanding the human mind and teaching others how to do the same and we do it with advanced techniques involving meditation hypnotherapy you know we use our signature coaching method involving neurolinguistic programming cognitive behavioral therapy eft and more After overcoming a near-death sentence and then learning how to not just manage my condition, but rather learn to thrive and live life with passion and excitement, I'm dedicated to teaching everyone what I know. No matter where you are in your life, if you want to reach higher levels of joy and tap into higher levels of your unlimited potential, then stick around and learn how you can work with us. We hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with the people you love most. And if you want to learn more about how you can program your mind, unlock your unlimited potential, and create the life you really want, then check out the Heavily Meditated Mentorship at heavilymeditatedpodcast.com forward slash mentorship. Until next time, Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Heavily Meditated podcast.